Welcome to Ultimate Awesomeness Universe Podcast. This is me, Steven, Laura, and my co-host, Zach. G'day. Well, we're coming back after a very long hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. I'm glad to be back. But we're back and better than ever. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimate Awesomeness 2.0, some would say. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna start with the uh, because a lot of news we kind of missed over the time. There was a, a hiatus. an insane amount of news. <laughs> yeah, there was <laughs> probably the worst time to take a hiatus for news. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's all good though. We'll just yeah. stretch it out. The first news I'm gonna be discussing about. Marvel Phase 4 that was on San Diego Comic-Con and D23. Yep. The the announcements that they made about Marvel Phase 4 was for movies it was it was Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yep. It was Doctor Strange, The Madness of the Multiverse, Door 4, Love and Thunder. They're going to make a Blade movie. Yep. They also announced Disney Plus TV series with a, Haw- a Hawkeye series. They also announced they gave more information about gave more information about Falcon and Winter Soldier and the WandaVision series, the Loki series. They also announced at D twenty three they announced three more TV shows. They announced Miss Marvel. They also announced Moon Knight and She Hawk, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, I I didn't expect She Hulk if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, I didn't expect that either. <laughs> I, I was like, for sure, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. I thought I, I think they those got leaked, but I never yeah. thought we'd ever see a She Hulk TV show. <laughs> yeah, I remember Miss Marvel did get leaked a few months ago, mm. and they just confirmed it now, which is pretty interesting. I honestly didn't yeah, know it was I'm, development I'm so soon. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I am still kind of surprised about Miss Marvel because I didn't think it was to introduce that character so soon. Yeah, I think they might be banking on the fact that Captain Marvel did so well. Yeah, I think that's why they wanted to push it forward. Yeah. I'm kind of excited for this. I, I read that Scarlet Witch is going to be part of Doctor Strange's sequel. Oh, really? Yeah, the it says in the yeah. article... One of the articles that the uh, WandaVision series is going to tie in to the Doctor Strange movie. Like, it's gonna, the Doctor Strange movie is going to take place after that TV series. Okay. That's really cool. I'm even more excited for that Doctor Strange movie now. Oh, because Carter Twitch is going to be there? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. They can finally I was, probably... I was yeah. already excited for it. I'm, I want to see the multiverse. I reckon it sounds awesome. Yeah, the multiverse of madness. I think yeah. this is going to involve the multiverse. I think that's that's what you would guess. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I just don't want to get tricked with the whole with the Spider Man. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if they put multiverse in the title and they and then just didn't have it. <laughs> it's not mentioned. Oh man, that would get me. They're clickbaiting the Marvel movies now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that would be, 
that'd be terrible. And I also heard then the WandaVision series, they had um a few people who's gonna be in there. Um, I found out that Agent Wool from the secret agent from Admin and Was is gonna be in the TV show. Oh yeah. And Darcy from the the two Thor movies is also gonna be in oh. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird that she's gonna be there because she was like, yeah. she was a Thor supporting character, and now she's gonna be, yeah, a character. She's gonna be Darcy and 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 WandaVision, which is kind of weird. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess Thor three gave Thor far better supporting characters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people feel that way. They don't. I know a lot of people don't like Jane Foster and yeah. And I mean, the supporting characters of Door One and Two weren't also great. I think that's why people were okay. They were not in Door Three. Yeah. And I'm pr- I'm pretty sure Natalie Portman just didn't want to come back for a long time, didn't she? Yeah, she didn't want to come back, and then all of a sudden she's coming yeah. back for. Love and they're Thunder. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like, how about $10 million in your thorn now? <laughs> and she's like, yep, I'm taking that. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty interesting. I'm excited to see her as Thor. So, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. I, in the hands of a lesser director, I would have been very, very skeptical. But um, yeah, given Taika Waititi's turn on uh, the last one, I'm only slightly skeptical. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm excited, but I just don't know if it'll be great. I hope it'll be great. Yeah, I, me too. I did like Thor three. The only thing is that it kind of hammered the jokes on me a little bit. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a very he's good at that, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No pun intended with that, with the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized, wait a minute, I said hammer, Thor, whatever. I think now you're laying the jokes on too much. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah, you're going to have Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye TV series. And I heard there was news recently that they had casted her already. Right. Do we have any idea who? Yeah, I have to put the because I, I the article came out last week. I didn't even put it in the outline. But I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> yeah, they said it was Haley Steinfield. Oh, okay. She was Spider Gwen for the, the into the Spider Verse movie. She, yeah. Yeah. So she's a be Kate Bishop. Okay. I don't know how her acting skills are. I've only seen her voice acting in the Into the Spider Verse. And she did pretty good there, but that's a different. I always see yeah. voice acting as something different. I I feel like I've seen her in a couple things, but the only one I can actually remember is Ender's Game. Ender's Game. And yeah, it wasn't great, and oh. she was pretty young, so she wasn't great in it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but look, it was a while ago. Yeah, maybe she's learned. Or maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Who knows? Yeah, I know she was... Apparently she was in the Bumblebee movie, but I never saw that movie. 
oh yeah, no way, I was going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and let's have a quick look. Yes, there's a whole bunch of other movies that I don't know. But yeah, not really. She seems to be busy, but yeah, I have not seen any of these. She's also in the Picture Perfect movies, which I've never seen. I've heard about them, but uh, never I actually I saw seen the first them. one. Oh, she's only in the second one and the third one. That's it. Not the first one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mashuri Ali, I think that's how you say his name, is a V-Blade. Mashal, Mush- I don't know how to say Mashal. Mashal. <laughs> 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 yeah, but apparently he's the guy that played Diamondback. Yeah. Not Diamondback. Yeah. Um, what is it? Cottonmouth and and yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty weird. He's gonna play. He's playing two characters in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd, hey. Yeah, I mean, I know Cottonmouth got killed, so it's okay. You could play as a different character. Well, I got the impression that because of that, um, they were just cutting the Netflix shows from canon. Well, I don't know if they are. <laughs> we have to wait and see. Because hmm, I feel like I was told that, but is there being probably also not true? I don't yeah, know. I don't think it's true because <laughs> I have not seen something like that. Confirmed, because <laughs> another character will be in the Wandavision series is going to be Monica Rambeau, the Spectrum. Apparently, she's going to be an adult in the okay. Wandavision series. Yeah, they got Tano Paris. I don't know who that is. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew who the. Every time they cast an actor, I never have any idea who these people are. How bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's just weird because they said that this they said that this series could take place in the 1950s, but I just don't know how all these characters are gonna be in there and how yeah. she's gonna be in the 1950s. But I th- I'm not sure. I think I heard a theory. I'm not sure if we've talked about this, but I've heard a theory that like because Wanda is so upset about losing Vision, she might have put herself in like trance or a dream state sort of thing. Oh, I've heard that could be it. And a- Apparently that happens in a comic at some point, but yeah, I don't know. If it's in the 50s, it sounds like, it sounds more like it could be an episode of the What If show, not One <laughs> Division. Because I had saw the, the poster of the One yeah. Division series, it's like you see Wanda and Vision like in the couch and there's like an old fashioned TV. It's like a sitcom kind of thing. Yeah. And it reminds it, it kind of reminds me of the Tom King series of Vision, because um, that series felt like a sitcom, but it was like more of a darkish sitcom. And I could see they probably pulling influences from that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's the sort of thing we're not gonna know what it is exactly till it comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna be exactly like the comic book because. In that comic book, Vision had, like, an android wife with android kids. Yeah. And the android wife was a 
was was AI version of Scarlet Witch. Like her personality okay. was in the AI because he wanted to be with her, but she she couldn't. She didn't want to be with him. she didn't want to be with him because she was with Wonder Man at the time. Okay. Yep. But they cheated in the book anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets real crazy, that book. It was a good one from from Tom King. It was like one of his very few good books, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I know they casted Shang-Chi already with a different actor that wasn't in the audition list I talked about last time. Yeah. It was is Samuel... Louis, I don't know how to say his name, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's a be Shang Chi, and there's also an actor Tony Tony Luang is gonna play the Mandarin, and this time to okay. be the real Mandarin. Yeah, the, the Mandarin. Yeah, <laughs> none of this fake one. <laughs> Not Ben Kingsley playing yeah, an I'm- actor playing. <laughs> oh yeah, I hated that. Oh god. <laughs> I feel oh, like god. yeah. I'm glad they actually put the real Mandarin this time around. Yeah. It would have been nice to see him with Iron Man, but at least we get him. Yeah, I was hoping for him to like be in the Iron Man four or something, but Yeah. Cause he's more he's more of a nemesis to Iron Man than Shang Chi. Yeah. I could get why they're doing it, though, because they don't have the rights to Shang-Chi's father. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, they're making the... Well, in the ultimate universe of the comic books, they have made Mandarin Shang-Chi's father. Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, they, they made the Mandarin Shang-Chi's father. So, I guess it apply the same thing to the movies. Yeah. Since Shang-Chi's father used to be a character... I forgot his name, but it's a character they had didn't they had they used to have the rights to. It was a character that Marvel had brought from a long time ago. Oh, it's Fu Manchu, yeah. And they revealed his real name was Zhang Zhu because they wanted to get a move away from the not having the rights to the character. Yeah, so, yeah. So I guess okay. they trying to avoid that again because <laughs> they don't <laughs> they don't have the rights to the character anymore. I know they have a new. They made a new writer for the Hawkeye TV series. They're using the Madman writer, Jonathan Igala. I don't even know how to say his name, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the, it's a writer of Madman. It's a writer the Hawkeye TV series, which I've seen Madman, some episodes of it. I, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I haven't seen much of it but i've heard very good things so that could be a good person to have on board yeah i agree i'm really excited for all these movies and tv shows i really want to see how they're gonna turn out yeah me too it's i didn't think i was excited for disney plus and was thinking i wasn't gonna get it oh now you think you're definitely gonna get it (laughs) now i think i have to (laughs) yeah yeah because i heard it is coming out in australia (laughs) yeah it is it's one finally for us (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. yeah but no it's it there's a lot of great stuff coming there and especially with like just marvel yeah i found the news that because i forgot one more news there was what russell 
which is Kurt Russell's son. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be U.S. agent in the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Okay. Yeah, I've only saw him in one movie, which is Overlord, and I did like that movie. And did yeah. pretty good there, so I'm hoping he'll do good in this in this okay. TV show. Yeah. And he was playing a soldier there, so it kind of he got typecast. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. I guess it could work. And I did saw the poster for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I noticed Falcon is wearing his uh, his colors from the comic books, his red and white costume. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does look pretty good. I'm excited. I was happy to see the for them to make it look cool. Yeah. I was really expecting that. So yeah, I'm pretty excited, and I wish my mom was still alive to see the Thor movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, because she always liked the Jane Foster, and to see for her to see her as Thor would have been, oh yeah, that would be good. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not. So yeah, that's about it. So yeah, she probably would have been excited to see that as a movie because she always she said Thor was always her favorite movies. So yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that was her favorite character. And it would have been cool for her to see Jane Foster at store. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's a be- Obi-Wan TV series as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited for that. I know that's, so that's Star Wars news, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the Star Wars news that came up for D23 was that this will be yeah. Obi-Wan TV series. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I was kind of hoping for a movie, but, you know, I'll take a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's made you really want to go for... Uh... Yeah, th- this is definitely a part of it. I yeah. Mean, oh, Ewan McGregor is just so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and if if they do it right, this could just... This could be a seriously great show. Yeah. I mean, there's three... Star Wars TV shows already for Disney Plus. Yeah. Yep. That's about it for the Marvel, the Disney Plus news. And now I'm going to the Crisis on Infinite Earths from CW. Alright, here we yeah. go. The apparently there'll be a whole bunch of characters in the TV, in the crossover e- event that they're gonna have. They're gonna have Brandon Ralph as Superman. That's and, a bit unexpected. Yeah, I know. And they'd have Bart Ward, Robin from the Batman 66 series. Even more unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how that's going to work because that guy's old. Oh, and Yeah. <laughs> things would be like some far future thing, probably. Oh, the yeah, Batman, that, Yeah, the Batman 66, I guess, would be some future with him as some... He's, he's going to probably be Dick Grayson as something else. I don't know. Just some, an old grumpy man. Yeah, there's an old grumpy Dick Grayson, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And then they have Black Lightning is also being in the crossover. Okay. Yeah, because he wasn't going to be in the crossover before, and now he is. Jonah Hex is also going to be in the crossover. They're also going to have Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne in the crossover as well. Okay. You know who Kevin Conroy is? I know who Kevin Conroy is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you would get excited for that. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> he's doing it live action. Yeah, I know. He's doing That's... live action this time, so it's going to be kind of weird to see him as Bruce. Yeah. They said he's going to be Bruce Wayne. Be they they okay. said not Batman, just Bruce Wayne. So I guess it's going to be like a, okay. a old man Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Kevin Conroy run around in a bat suit. I was wondering if like is he gonna be like, is there gonna be a Batman Beyond kind of thing going on? I don't oh, know. okay. I don't know if there is. I there hasn't. If people been speculating, it might be something like that. If old Bruce Wayne's would be there, yeah, it'd be Please. interesting. Yeah, I have to wait and see. And I just thought maybe uh, I think was it. The actor who plays Oliver Queen Arrow, Stephen Amell, I think his yep. cousin could because I know his cousin always wanted to be a Batman character. It'd be cool if he okay. plays Batman Beyond in the crossover. Oh yeah, it'll be cool. They also have new costumes for the for Arrow, for Green Arrow. There's new costume for Flash and Supergirl, and Black Canary and Spartan got new costumes, which they all look pretty good. I really like the Flash costume because they finally gave him a chin piece on the <laughs> on the bottom of his costume yep. because <laughs> I remember his old costume. I mean, the costume of last season. Oh, God. It made him look like he has a fucking big head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people on Reddit, they used to, like, make fun of, make fun of his big head. And uh, they used to make memes about it. And it always made me laugh. <laughs> So I'm glad they got rid of that and just put an actual chin guard on his on his mask there because it looked weird without it. Yeah, I bet I bet the like playing the Flash is glad they've done it as well. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to put up with memes about his big head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Green Arrow's costume as well. It looks pretty good. And it doesn't yeah. look like some leathery suit that they always... Because I like the season yeah. four costume, but the other ones after that, they weren't all that great. And this yeah. looks much better. I do like Black Canary's costume. I mean, finally looks more modern. I wish it was a costume she had in the comic books, because I'm really not a big fan of the fishnets. It's just... Uh, I just don't really care for that. Yeah. And I'm, I, like the, I like the costume she... She has now. I think it'll fit perfectly for the comic books. And Spartan is also has a cool costume. It's now green and black, which is very interesting. Which is what Diggle characters play as. Yeah. And I like Supergirl's new costume because now she finally has pants. She doesn't have a skirt. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The pants look so much better because... And in Justice 2, she had pants there, and it looks, to me, it looks like a much better costume to me. It looks much better than a skirt. Yeah. So I'm glad they started to put that in. Yeah, I feel like a skirt isn't, like, the best item of clothing to fight crime in. Yeah, that's why I don't like the whole, <laughs> uh, that's why I don't like the fishnets on Black Canary in the comic books. It just doesn't work yeah. for me. <laughs> I don't think that's practical to be going out and fighting in combat. No, nope. I just don't like that. I know people like it because it's an old, iconic costume, but yeah. I think i got to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much it for the, the Crisis of Infinite Earths. Okay. News. The next one is there's gonna be a Spider Verse comic book series and a Mary Jane comic book series. Okay. So is the Spider Verse one linked to the movie? 
Yeah, they said that that one is be linked to the movie. Okay. It says that take place in the movie universe. Oh. Yeah, so it's gonna be from there, which is weird, but they're gonna do it from there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna be a six issue m- mini series. Okay. So yeah, they're gonna. I guess they're gonna do a six issue story with the spider the into the spider verse universe mm. and like a story that takes place in the movie yeah okay that's that's kind of exciting yeah it's do we know who's writing it jed mckay okay i can't tell you who he is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and they're gonna use the same artist from from the <coughs> from the movie wendell dalla okay yeah because the art from the movie was really good yeah, so they're gonna use the same artist, which is interesting. So I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Jane, the Mary Jane, it's what you call it, Maisie Mary Jane. It's so I'm guessing she has spider powers now. No, she doesn't have, no. I don't know. She's it's just, just doing, doing her thing. It's just, I don't know what she's gonna be doing, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she has her own series. Like, what they're gonna do with that? I know. Lois Lane already has her series, so I think they're trying to find a way. It's like, oh, let's find some way to compete with that. So let's make Mary Jane have her own series, too. Yeah. The thing is that Lois Lane, she's a reporter, so she can... Yeah, exactly. ...have something to to make a story out of. But Mary Jane... It'd be cool if she was the Mary Jane from the... the, from the Spider-Man video game, because she's a journalist there, and maybe they could have done a story right there, but this is Mary Jane from the 616 universe. <laughs> I just... Yeah, just... And... <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. Because <laughs> in, the, in the comic book, she becomes an actress again. It'll just be like 70% her acting, and then 30% her getting saved by Spider-Man. <laughs> that'll be the whole book well there was one issue that I read that she doesn't get saved by Spider-Man oh what yeah that she actually fights the villain herself okay <laughs> yeah That's she was fighting cool. the she was fighting Electro but she the female Electro and she, she catches her by like surprise and, okay. and calls the cops and arrests her it was something like that. It was ridiculous. But I think that's what they're... I guess... Mary Jane sort of... F- find a ways to defend herself? Or whatever it is. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I'll see how sure. it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna use writer... Leo, Will- Leo Williams and... Artist is Carlos Gomez. Which I still don't know who those two are, but... Yeah, okay. I'll see how that goes. The next one is the X-Team books. We're going to have a whole bunch of X-Books. Okay. Which is, we're going to have a book called The Martyrs, which is going to have Captain Kate Pride, Emma Frost, and it's going to be like a new Hellfires Club, apparently. Um, okay. Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman sail the seas of the world to protect those hate and feared. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What? They like it's like some pirates kind of thing. Some pirate marauding. That. Okay. <laughs> I know it seems freaking weird, but okay. I mean, if they're letting it get made, 
there must have been a good pitch for it. Maybe. Yeah, because they're on a they're on a pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see how that works out. And the writer for that one was be Jerry Duggan, and the artist is Matteo Lolly. I know who's Jerry Duggan. He's okay. The on- the only mm. series I liked is the of his is the Deadpool series. Yeah, okay. Deadpool. He was there for a long time, and then he started dying down. Like he started running of ideas, and he got rid of him. Which I was glad about that because he was. I mean, <laughs> he had Deadpool was good for the first year, but the second year turns to crap. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was X. This Excalibur number one is written by Tini Howard and the artist will be Marcus too. Mm. And I'm not sure about Tini Howard. I really don't like her writing so far. She wrote Thanos and a six uh, okay. there's a mini series called Thanos and she's also written yeah. The Forgotten Queen, which is from Valiant, which was okay. It's just I know this is one thing she has a habit of reconning things from continuity. Like both yeah. of those stories were cha- both of those stories were changing continuities. I'm like, can you do something else besides changing continuities? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, those two stories were changing continuities. Anyway, it says the description says a new day is forged. Mankind's always been special as their relationship with the world or the worlds around them as a new era dawns. A new connection forms between mutants and magicals of the world and that of the other world. Can the new Captain Britain forge a new way to the chaos where champions, Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee, Richter, and Apocalypse? Okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird that Apocalypse is in there, but I'll see how that works out. <laughs> it's pretty interesting to see uh, Bessie, the, the Psylocke. She used to be, now she's be Captain Britain. So let's see how that works uh-huh. out. Yeah, because she's going to be the new Captain Britain. Betsy Bodark is going to be... Because now she's in her original body. She's not in the Asian woman's body, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah, now she'll be Captain Britain. And then there's Falling Angels number one, which is going to have the... It's going to have Kawan, which is the... Which is the original... Not the... I mean, the, the body that Psylocke was in. Now the the character has control of her body again, and she's gonna be yeah. two characters to be with Cable and X two three. And it says that it's written by Brian Edward Hill, and the pencil is I mean the artist is Simon Kuvransky. I have no idea how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in this one because I. I do like Brian Edwards Hill's writing for American Carnage. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. And let's see how this turns out. It says not all belong in a paradise. Salak finds herself in this new world of mutant kind unsure of her place in it, but when her face from her past returns only to be killed. She seeks help from the others who feel similar to get vengeance. Cable and X-23 join Kawan for a personal mission that could jeopardize all mankind. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't know how this will work out because I know the young Cable is in there too. Right. Younger Cable. 
Okay. I'll see how it works out. Then there's X-Force number one. It's written by Benjamin Percy and the artist is Joshua Kassara. Okay. And the description says the cost of the future isn't cheap. X-Force is CIA mutant, I mean, CIA of the mutant world. One half intelligence branch, one half special ops. Beast, Jean Grey, and Sage on one side. Wolverine, Kid Omega, and Domino on the other. In a perfect world, there will be no need for X-Force. We're not there yet. I have mixed feelings about this book, to be honest. I really don't like Benjamin Percy's writing. It's like, uh... Yeah. I have not liked his Green Arrow series. Did not like his Nightwing series. I just... And I don't like his Wolverine series either. It was a mini-series he wrote Wolverine. Wasn't that good. So I just have mixed feelings about this, and it's kind of—I uh, hate that they put Kid Omega in this team because he acts like a villain, and I just don't understand why he's in the good guys' teams all the time. Like he always finds yeah. a way to betray the team, and it's just like, okay, then why <laughs> is he there? <laughs> and he has he's like a pure dick sometimes. It just ugh. <laughs> And he's once again on a X Force. I mean, this time's on X Force team. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that Jean Grey is going to be on an X Force team. But I'll see how that works out. And they also forgot to put Black Tom Cassidy because he's on the picture, but they didn't put them on the description. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know why is Banshee's brother, who's been a villain, is also on the team. I don't know. Yeah. I'll see how that works out. <laughs> it's interesting to see Domino, Wolverine, and Glasses because they've been on X-Force before. Yeah. And Beast, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I'll <laughs> see how that works out because X-Force is always like a team that kills people. And it's just like, I don't know how Jean Grey would work out with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. I'll see how it works out. And then the ne- other news is that John Hickman is going to be... He's going to be writing two X-Men series. One is going to be X-Men, number one. Okay. And is is written by John Hickman. The pencil is Lenny Francis Yu. I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but whatever. It's going to be... The description says, A new era dawns for the X-Men. The X-Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibilities. And things have never been better. Jonathan Hickman and artist Luane Yu it reveals the saga of Cyclops and his handpicked squad of mutants powerhouses. It's just mm. it's just weird because his whole family is on the team. Yeah. Is Cyclops, Rachel Summers, Cable, the younger Cable, Jean Grey, Havoc, Vulcan, his other brother. <laughs> And his father, Corsair, and then out of nowhere, Wolverine is there. Like, this whole family is there, plus Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a weird one, but whatever. I'll see how that works out. Wolverine's going to be the odd, fan, the odd person from the family. Yeah, there's a lot of bit out of the blue decisions in, in these series. Yeah, there is. I don't know. I haven't... Only read the first House of X and having read the others. I'm like behind a comic. Yeah, okay. Uh, There's also be New Mutants number one, which is also going to be written by John Dickman and Ed Bryson. So we have two writers. 
and it's gonna be okay. the artist will be Rod Reyes. And the the description says the next generation claims the future. The classic new mutants, Sunspot, was Fame, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cipher get together with a few few new friends. Chamber Mondo to seek out their missing members and share the good news a mission that makes them into space along the star jammers. That one seems kinda interesting. It seems like they're gonna mm. be they're gonna be in space. I don't like to see the new in space for once. Yeah. And I don't know, it seems like it's interesting. I'll see how that works out. Okay. And they're gonna meet the Star Jammers. So it'll be new mutants with the Star Jammers. That's pretty interesting. So it'll be something new, I think. I'll see how it's turned out. And then there's the Marvel 2099 news. Okay. Yeah, because uh, they did show a whole bunch of books that were coming out in the Marvel solicits. And they have a whole bunch of 2099 one shots. So we go Fantastic Four 2099. A Punisher, 2099. Oh. A Conan, 2099, num- number one. Yeah, Spider-Man, okay. 2099. Ghost Rider, Doom, and Venom as well. Okay. And I'm guessing the Venom and Spider-Man will cross over. I don't know. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> yeah. That could be cool, though. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I did see the Punisher one looks pretty cool. Yeah. Because uh, they gave him a new costume. Okay. Yeah, and he looks pretty cool. They don't have writers for all of them yet, I noticed. Alright, so they're a fair way out. Yeah, because yeah, they're coming out in November. Oh, okay. Yeah. They only have a writer for, for Conan 2099, number one. They only have writers for three of them, really. Because the writer for Conan is at Jerry Duggan. And Roge Antonio. It says, uh, the description says, Eons from home, the barbarians battle the civilization of 2099. In the far-flung future of 2099, will barbarism finally triumph over an endangered civilization? When Conan the Barbarian enters the Marvel Universe with with the Savage Avengers, he stayed to conquer and claim his kingship in the modern times. Not cursed by a mystic, t- mystic to live behind his years. When Conan's new kingdom is threatened, he swings his blade once more. Like Calamity in 2099 bears down his secluded realm with the future shock, unseated the barbarian king in an unforgotten chapter, unlike anything you ever seen in the saga of Conan. Okay. It's interesting, I think, because apparently there's a picture you see. Conan with a lightsaber sword. Yeah. He's like real old. So let's see how that works out. And then okay. the writer for Punisher 2099 number one is Lonnie Lander and Zach Thompson. And the artist is Matt Horak. I don't know any of those uh, people. No. <laughs> <laughs> it says the future has arrived, but the world peace certainly hasn't. In fact, the streets of Nueva York, more crime-ridden than ever, who will rise up to defend the vulnerable population from the corruption. It looks like it's up to Punisher 
2099 to clean up the block. The only question is who's behind the mask. It's apparently a new Punisher for Punisher 2099. I don't know who's going to be in the mask. He don't say who. Right. And then they have Fantastic Four 2099, which is going to be the future belongs to Doom. Heroes may not be no more, but the legacy of Earth's greatest family lives on uh, and against impossible odds. But as, as the new quartel of champions take on the mantle, what does it mean to be called a Fantastic Four and a future ruled by Doom? It seems kind of weird because you still, you still see the original Fantastic Four members, but just don't know how they exist in 2089 unless they time travel yeah. there. Yeah, I must. Is <laughs> <laughs> the writer is Carlo, Carla Pacheo and the artist is Stephen Cummings. I don't know those people either. I'll see how that look turns out. Mm. Yeah. Now it's for the Okay. The trailers. Yep. They had trailers for Joker, okay. Harley Quinn, Watchmen, Titan Season 2, The Mandalorian, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Terminator, Dark Fate, and Birds of Prey. That's a lot of trailers that came out. That's a lot, yeah. The Joker one was really interesting for me. I really did like the Joker. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for the Joker movie because the Joker movie seems really interesting. I, I'm i seeing that they're pulling stuff from the Killing Joke origin. And yeah. Seeing Joaquin Phoenix as as the Joker is turning out to look great, to be honest. Yeah, I, I almost wasn't on board at first with the look. I knew Joaquin Phoenix was always going to be great, but I, I actually really like the look of this Joker. He's yeah. He's pretty cool. He looks like the... Half Ledger Joker. Mm. He does a little bit. Yeah. Looks a little, a little bit like it. Yeah, oh, I think I think it looks really good. Yeah, it does look really it's, good. It's getting some big reviews. Yeah, it's getting good reviews from the critics. Yeah, good signs. Yeah, and I know some people had some mixed feelings about the of Joker having a love interest, but. I don't think they understand that this takes place before he became the Joker. So yeah, in the origin story of Killing Joke, Joker had a he, wife. He had a wife. Yeah. yeah, he had a wife. Oh, so you know about it. <laughs> yeah. He has a wife, and he had a. She was also pregnant. Yeah, there's a story with that. So I don't know if they're gonna follow yeah. that exactly in the in the movie. I, th- I I think they're gonna change up a fair bit because I've heard them say a fair few times that it's not. Exactly like any of the comics. Yeah, I don't. I heard about that, but it still looked like it's borrowing some elements from there because I saw on the yeah on the trailer because he does become a comedian in that origin story and yeah. he does have a wife, so it's th- that those pieces are there, but I don't see that she's pregnant, so I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll see how that happens. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie see how it turns out i just hate we have to wait until october to see it oh yeah it's it's been a long wait but we're almost close (laughs) (laughs) yeah the harley quinn animated series i saw the trailer for this one and i'm kind of interested in it it's just that it's just that 
I was kind of surprised by the art style when I first saw yeah. the, when I saw the trailer because the previous trailer before this one had like the Batman the Animated Series art style, and then the second trailer is completely different. So it's like, did he have a change of direction on the artist or something? Yeah, yeah. It looks like it could be fun though. It looks like it'll be a comedy series and. I know Zach probably won't be able to be able to see this because it's going to be in a DC Universe streaming service. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see how it turns out. And I'm looking forward to this because it said this will be based on the the Harley Quinn comic book series that, that she okay. breaks away from the Joker and becomes her own hero. Yeah. So it's, it's just they have some new things on there because it's showing a lot of characters that weren't in the comic book, and yeah, it, I don't think it's gonna be exactly like it. So it's gonna only borrow some things from it. So I'll see how it turns out. Yeah, it looks like it'll be fun. Next one is the Watchmen TV series. I was excited about this when I first heard the description. Yeah, and saw the teaser trailer, but then at the once I saw this trailer, I was like, uh, I really don't <laughs> know if I'm going to like it because the production, like the costumes look very freaking cheap. I don't understand why. Yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be an HBO series and they should look yeah. much. The costumes should look more better production quality. I just don't understand why the costumes look so cheap. I think either they've just given it absolutely no budget for the first season oh. or they've already spent their Game of Thrones money. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two. It just looks so bad, low budget for HBO series. I just, that's what uh, doesn't gets me. But I am interested to see, because it said that it's barring some elements from Doomsday Clock and I do like that book. So I'll okay. see how it turns out. And then there's the Mandalorian trailer. Yeah. That one seems very interesting. I I did like what I saw there. I'm I'm really excited for this one. Yeah. That one seems really exciting. Yeah. I love John Favreau. Oh yeah, he's a bit of writing director of that one. So yeah, I th- I think it looks really cool. It could be and it yeah. comes out on the release day of Disney Plus, I think. Yeah, it comes on November twelfth. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it does look interesting, and I heard I noticed it says that. I mean, I heard that it takes place in the Return of Je- after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's like in the gap between yeah then and the new new ones. Yeah, so I'll see. It's interesting to see how that turns, what happens after that time frame. And it says it'll be the origin of, of the First Order is going to be in there, too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And the next one is Titan Season 2 trailer, which the show already had started. Yeah. It has three episodes so far. I haven't seen them yet. Oh, okay. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. 
but I'm not sure it's out on Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. I have to see if it is. I mean, I don't know if I can see if it is, but I have to look it up. Because I know they have a DC streaming service. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just don't know if they have it on Netflix like they did the first season. But the first yeah. season came out after all the episodes aired, so I'm not sure if they're going to do the same thing for season two. Yeah, so I'll have to wait and then maybe get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I saw the trailer. It looks pretty interesting. I'm excited to see Crypto and Superboy. And this one seems jam-packed with a lot of characters. I don't know how they're going to fit all of them in into this show. But, yeah. I mean, they put Hawk and Dove, Wonder Girl, Aqualad, and then they put they have the the, so the characters from the first season, Starfires, Raven, and Beast Boy. So yeah, it's like a lot to pack in. <laughs> and they're gonna have Deathstroke and Rose Wilson. I don't know how they're gonna fit all those characters in there, but I'll see how it works out. Mm-hmm. But the trailer looked pretty good. It looked pretty interesting. I'm looking forward to it. And then there's Birds of Prey tra- um, teaser. Yep. This movie, I'm not that excited for, that much for. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I feel like I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know what's it going to be either. Because... Yeah, it just seems a bit weird. Yeah, and it's just that uh, I don't understand why Harley Quinn is in this movie because she has nothing to do with Birds of Prey and she's in this movie. Yeah, I feel like it's just an excuse to get, get her back because every, everyone liked her in in the last one. I know, but leave her in Suicide Squad. Don't put her in Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah, it doesn't look great so far, but I'll keep an open mind. I'll, I'll wait and see. And you know, what is it? McGregor is in that movie. He's gonna be he's Black Mask. Oh, he is, yeah, yeah. And he looked kind of weird in that teaser that was there, but yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe that'll. <laughs> I was, yeah, not sure. <laughs> I want to see. A, I have to wait until I see a full trailer of this because I'm not really that excited yeah, for it. We didn't really get a whole lot from from the teaser. Yeah, there's Rise of the Skywalker teaser trailer. This was another teaser. Yeah, and I'm look. I'm interested in it. I wonder why there's a dark side ray. That was kind of odd. Yeah, that was unexpected I, I mean i feel like it's just gonna be like a forced vision or whatever but <laughs> yeah a lot of people say there might be a force yeah vision the and... fact that they've put that in the trailer confirms mm-hmm. that she doesn't go bad you know and people there's another one I, another video theory i saw which was nerds.com they was thinking that, that she might be a clone of ray yeah, a bit, a bit like in Empire. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. There's some interesting theories there. Could be cool. I just think after the trailer, I am more excited for it than I was, but I'm still not crazy excited for it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which you one of those people that didn't like 
The Last Jedi. <laughs> well, I thought Seven was fine. Like I enjoyed it at the time, and it was it played it safe, but it was fine. And then, yeah, I don't know. The Last Jedi, I just wasn't on board for a lot of the character arcs. I liked it. I enjoyed the Last Jedi. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I. I mean, I, really did I think I think what they did with Kylo Ren was really cool. Yeah, I liked his character through it, but just unfortunately, I think they sort of stuffed up Ray, yeah. Finn, and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of sad when he killed off Luke, but they did it. Yeah, I, I thought because it was such a big moment, I had a feeling it was going to come. I was always like. You know, if Luke died, that would, I always thought it was going to be, like, such a massive thing and I'd probably end up crying or something in the cinema. But I'm, I just never really felt anything in the last year. I was like, oh, what's going on? And that was kind of odd when you saw Yoda there. <laughs> it was yeah, like, that was there. Bit... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit out of place. Yeah, but... It was interesting to see him there. So, yeah, I I am looking forward to this one. But he said that Luke is going to be in the next one, so. Yeah. I think I think he'll probably be like a force ghost or something. Yeah. No, it, it could be good. And I hope it is, so. Yeah. And then there's... I just, I hope they don't bring Palpatine back. Well, it looks like they might, because... Yeah, <laughs> we saw in the end of the other trailer, he you saw his laughing and yeah, I remember in the, in the those those old Star Wars novels and comic books. I remember because my friend used to tell me that uh, he read those and he told me that Paul Bettine is alive and, and after those books take place after Return of the Jedi, and they. Have Boba Teen alive in there, so I'm not sure they'll be. I mean, some of the stories are. I mean, some of these these movies are based on those kind of stories. Is that they just change certain things? And yeah. I don't know. I think they might take Boba. I think Boba Teen is probably alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why well, you want him dead permanently? No more fault. Yeah, well, I just don't see how he could have survived being thrown down a massive hole, getting exploded, and then the Death Star explodes. He probably used the Force. (laughs) 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 That's just any way to win any argument with Star Wars. They used the Force. (laughs) They used the Force. That's basically the argument. (laughs) The next one is... Terminated the Dark Fate. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd be excited for this movie, but I'll see how it turns out. See, none of the Terminator movies have been good since, like, the second one. I mean, yeah, I know. (laughs) They've been okay so so far. Yeah, I shouldn't be excited. And I don't care that much, but this trailer actually does kind of look... It looks okay. It looks okay to me, too. It looks interesting. Yeah. I just wish they, they continued the story from Sarah Connor Chronicles, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because I love that Terminator TV series, and they never continued it. It got canceled, just whatever. It's kind of weird. I just don't know how they explain, 
because they're apparently going to have Sarah Connor the, with, as, I mean, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. And I don't know how they explain that. Let's see how that works. Yeah. And, yeah, it seems like it's just going to take place at the Terminator 2 and forget all the other Terminators that ever existed. Yeah, look, I don't mind if they do that. <laughs> <laughs> and surprised to see Arnold in there. He's going to be there. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of cool to have him back. Yeah. And I do like that they have the guy who played Robbie Reyes in the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Yeah, um, okay. He played Ghost Rider, yeah. He's going to be the one of the T1 things there. I'll see how he... Because I do like his acting. He's a pretty good actor. Yeah. So I'll see how this yeah. turns out. Kind of interested to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it's good, but fate would tell us. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, another bad Terminator. Oh, great. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, this one Terminator movie I didn't get to see was Salvation. I didn't get to see that one. Oh, I yeah. Saw... I think, I don't think I've seen it, like, in one sitting. I've seen, like, the first half a few times on TV or whatever, and then the second half a few times another time. I saw so I can piece it together. It's not good. <laughs> Genesis is okay. It wasn't that bad. But a lot of people, I heard a lot of people didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. It, and then... Yeah, I, I saw it in the cinema. I, did, I remember I didn't hate it. Oh, you didn't hate it? No, okay. I didn't hate it, but... At the same time, it, it didn't really stick in my memory for long, so I didn't love it. And Terminator 3 was crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, on like the DVD or something like that, Arnold Schwarzenegger, just the, he did the commentary track. Yeah. And I've heard it is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, I gotta check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave the... the rest of the news for the next podcast because okay yeah fair enough going a little bit overboard on the news it's been a big news week (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll talk about the next news next week yeah now i'm gonna be talking about spider-man far from home let's do it all right so i i really did enjoy this movie okay yeah it was i Gave it like an eight point five. I really did enjoy this one. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, yeah. it was just very interesting how they made Mysterio. I mean, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job with Mysterio. He did, yeah. I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I just really like how they humanized the character. I mean. Once again, he was not. It was an employee of Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> one of the one of the few problems I had with this movie was the scene where he reveals he's bad. He's like, "Hey, guess what? I'm in Civil War, and look at this guy. He's in Iron Man, and hey, look at this guy. He's from this." And <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit. Uh, I know. Surely we can move on from Tony Stark by now. Yeah, he in needs, terms of Spider-Man villains, there's one thing that I don't like 
too much about the it was me from far homecoming and far from home that he's put heavily upon on I know people have different opinions about that like he's put heavily into Iron Man's shadow and I don't like it too much yeah because I, yeah. I know in the end of the movie it seemed like he started to turn out to be his own character I mean, it looked like that's what Peter Parker was learning to be his own self. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because I noticed he created his own costume in the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it was the red and black one. Yeah, and, I don't, I don't know if I like that suit though. I really? feel like Peter Parker. Go back to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks good. It's just, I like the blue more than the black. Oh, you like the blue? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, his original costume was red and black before. I mean, like it was, yeah. It was a. It was supposed to be um red and black, but then there was a ink color error, in, uh, in the old in the old comic okay. books, and the, instead of the that. instead of the ink being black it ended up being blue and they decided okay. to keep that color on there yeah after that yeah it was yeah. a printing color error it was that it had happened because printers were really old those times and they fucked mm. up <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they decided to keep that error color in there because they okay. said that's pretty cool they thought it was much better yeah yeah. Well, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of the whole the doctor on the Superior Spider Man outfit. He has a red, yeah. Dr. Octopus, the red, he had red and black costume. He had a red and black Spider Man costume. And it does look very similar to that. That's why I do like that costume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you like red and blue, and I like red and black. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not sure why, because I should like red and black, but I don't know. I see Spider-Man, and I just think red and blue. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> 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 I mean, that costume has become his iconic costume, so... Yeah. I understand that. You know, I really wasn't expecting... The Nick Fury and Maria Hill to be scrolls. Oh, that was yeah. kind of really out of the blue. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't like that reveal too much. You didn't? No, I don't think so. I didn't like it so much either. Because <laughs> I was hoping for it to be Chameleon. Because people was like, oh, yeah. like putting theories that Chameleon might be in the movie, and it turns out he was not. Yeah. And also, um, I want the Skrulls to be, like, the next big, big event thing. Yeah, they should be. Um, they teased so I was them. hoping, like, yeah. I was like, they made them good in Captain Marvel, but I'm like, well, maybe in the 20 years since then they've gone bad again. But it's like, nah, they're just working for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. Unless there's somewhere out there that's, like, bad scrolls or something. then Yeah. It'd probably be the scroll invasion. I don't know. The secret invasion. <laughs> yeah. I'll see if that if that comes out. 
that was pretty funny how MJ discovered Peter Parker's identity. Yeah. I was like, it was uh, it was pretty funny this movie. I'll give it that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I did enjoy I did enjoy the humor. I I really like when they're on the plane to Europe and the te- and the teacher go is talking about his wife and he finds out she pretended to get blipped. <laughs> it's just like such a dark joke. I didn't expect it in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't remember too much about that scene. God damn it. Memories blank on that one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I do remember the with was it Ned Leeds? The character he's supposed to be Genki, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was going out with this girl. His girl is. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was really weird. I didn't like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they was paying homage to the Ultimate Universe comic books. Because in that universe, he goes out with Gwen Stacy. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I know that's not Gwen Stacy in that in the movie. It's just that she looks like Gwen Stacy with the blonde hair. Yeah, it's probably the closest and, uh, I can get. Yeah, it's the closest thing. I think it was just like making, borrowing some things from the comic books and putting it there. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just really like that they did explore. We got to see more of MJ in this one. She was. Barely in the first one, but I like that they put her more in the second one. And yeah, I really do enjoy the character. Yeah, she was she was a lot better in this one than the first one. Yeah, she sure. was for sure. <laughs> I just like um, her sarcastic attitude, and yeah. how she was like Peter Parker made it obvious that he was Spider Man, which is yeah. true. He sure did. <laughs> I mean. He had the same exact voice. <laughs> he did not change his <laughs> voice whatsoever. Yeah. I remember because there was a joke on Red Edit that they made that Peter Parker had his mask off in Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's like not caring about his identity whatsoever. And in the, I remember even in the, the Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean that scene he was fighting the. The Hydro Man and the- yeah, yeah, he was. He just he, didn't even bother with the costume. Yeah, he didn't even bother with the costume. Like you know, everyone could probably just see you doing all that Spider Man <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man! You're not hiding your secret identity whatsoever. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't super trying. <laughs> <laughs> he was so careless about that. Yeah. Really, not much into the greater responsibility, but okay. <laughs> and Hulk, um, not Hulk. Hulk, Hulk me. What's his freaking name? Happy. Who's happy? Yeah, going out with Aunt May. That was kind of oh, weird. It was yeah. <laughs> happy was like my favorite part of this movie, though. I thought he was really funny. Yeah, especially like towards the end in the third act. Yeah. That was really good. Yep. And it was just like, oh, I know Spider-Man. It's just like <laughs> the end of the movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was good. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as you, though. I think. Really? Yeah, this was. Okay, <sighs> go ahead. You can I say. I was, I was a bit, I was a bit upset to not just go in and love a Spider-Man movie. I don't know. I, I feel like it tug and forth a lot between being just great and then being just very not good. Oh. <laughs> like, I was a little bit mixed sometimes. Like, there'd be scenes where, like, like the scene where they go to the theatre or whatever and he's trying to balance being Spider-Man and going there with MJ and whatever. Oh, and yeah. I was like, that, that's great. That's classic Spider-Man. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. He's very irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is a lot of fun. And then it would be like, hey, now he's using a drone to try and destroy his school bus. Oh, yeah. That was and ridiculous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. I don't know. I feel like his arc was pretty much exactly the same as it was in Homecoming as well. I know. His arcness is still there. Yeah. It, it, it was by no means bad. It was just a... I don't know. For me, it was just a very average average Marvel movie, I think. Oh, I loved it. It's just... I also did like Flash Thompson as well. They Yeah, he they was good. Did, they did more with him in that movie than yeah. than the previous one. I mean, they kind of made it obvious at the end that his parents didn't come pick him up on the airplane yeah. the airport. So it's kind of like a little hint as why he was like the character that he is. Because in the comic books, his parents never really did care for him. And that's yeah. why he was a bully, because his dad used to beat him up. And... His mom didn't do any, ever do anything about it, so yeah, he'll put all his anger towards Peter Parker. So yeah, I think there was hinting towards that in the movie. So it's interesting to see that he was more. Yeah, there was a lot of subtle callbacks. It was good. Yeah, he so we got to see more of him being Flash Thompson in there. Yeah, he did pretty good with that character. Because um, we, we've never really seen much from Flash yeah. in any of the movies. Yeah, you really don't. You see him as bully Peter Parker, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, he gets bullied by Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. At least it was something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I really did enjoy Mysterio there. It was cool how he just tricked Parker into thinking he was a good person, and then it turns yeah. out he wasn't. Parker was fooling himself. It was interesting, and the whole reveal in the after credits scene was kind of unexpected. I didn't think. That- yeah, I really didn't expect <laughs> anything in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect to have the whole J. Jonah Jameson in there with. Yeah. Oh, that was that was my favorite part of the movie. I've been wanting him back for so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody can do better J. Jonah Jameson than him. Oh, <laughs> he's just so perfect for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. I was. I felt like a little kid in my seat when I saw that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, god damn it, they had to get J.K. Simmons again. <laughs> they no. couldn't replace him at all. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> He's too was, good to get rid of. I was so excited to see him again. Even yeah. though he's gotten old, <laughs> older than <laughs> he was. Yeah, he he can't do the Jojo and Jameson hair anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know he lost his hair. That's a bad thing. I was like, I was like, surely they can put a wig on him. Now. <laughs> they could have just put a wig on him. They could have done it. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And just revealed that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and. Yeah, that was the absolute last thing I expected. Yeah. I was, actually, I was a little bit disappointed that they killed Mysterio. Oh. If he is... If he is dead. I think he is dead because, I mean, you obviously saw him get shot. Yeah. From the, was it the drone that, was the drone that killed yeah. him? Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, but... Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you know, how good a Sinister Six would be with, with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Keating in there. You say it would have been cool. Say that again. I was, I was just thinking how cool it would be to have a Sinister, like, have Spider-Man fight the Sinister Six with oh, Mysterio like and Vulture in there. Yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, I thought that's what they were aiming for because yeah, in the first then- movie they had Scorpion and Vulture. Yeah, and shocker there. So it's like, yeah, I'm not sure they were trying to lead to that, but you didn't see anything about Sinister Six in the second one in here. No, not yet. No Scorpion but, whatsoever. I was like, I thought he nah. should be there, but yeah, well they set it up pretty heavily. Yeah, and the first one they set it up, and the second one is just like forget about yeah. it. It's not even there. Not even mentioned. Yeah. I thought it was going to keep him alive and just have him in Sinister Six, but he didn't. Yeah. Well, both Mysterio and Volta were just were excellent, I thought. Yeah, they were. So, I would have loved to see them both come back, but... Yeah, he was in a Sinister Six. Yeah. Mysterio and Vulture, so they could have done that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Let's see how they, what they yeah. do. Well, as if we are going to see what they do. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about the recent news. About the Sony uh, and Marvel splitting up. Yeah, I've kept up to date with this. It, it's going back and forth every single day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm kind of, I'm really pissed off at Sony. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm really pissed off. I know... It's just that, yeah, because it seems like Disney was trying to be fair to the situation. They wanted 50 50. And Marvel was doing most of the work, and Sony was getting most of the money, which I think was kind of is really unfair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's kind of fair they get 50 50, but apparently Sony didn't want to. Didn't want any of that. They wanted, they wanted at least for Marvel to have at least twenty five or thirty percent, not fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's just, ugh. And I know the final nail in the coffin was that 
they said that the the chairman of Sony said that the at this moment the doors are closed that they close the negotiations. Yeah, yeah, he said that, but then like a day or two later, um, people were saying that Sony offered another deal that was, I think, thirty percent, but Venom becomes part of the MCU. But I mean, those were just rumors. They never confirmed those. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed though. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember uh, the one that 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 happened recently. The one that that one was confirmed with the chairman of Sony yeah, did yeah. say that the, they closed the negotiations and Spider Man is not going to be part of the MCU anymore, and he's going to be part of the their own Sony's the Sony Cinematic Universe of Marvel characters. That's what they called it. Yeah. And, I just don't they've, like they've the They've been news. trying to set it up for like 20 years and keep failing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just real pissed off because it's like now Spider-Man won't be part of the MCU. and Yeah, I was excited to see where they were going to take him, especially with the, the cliffhanger. Yeah, especially with the cliffhanger, which is the real Peter Parker. I, I thought I was hoping to see more of that, and yeah, now we not might even see that at all. And what's even bad is that the writer is not contracted to be in the next movie, and the actors are not. I mean, all the cast members, except for Tom Holland, is not contracted to be in the next movie, so they don't have to be in the next movie if if they're not. Like they don't, ha- they're not contracted to be in the next movie. Yeah, so okay. Sony can actually just have only Tom Holland and just let it be in a different, completely whole different movie. Yeah, that doesn't sound so good, to be honest. I really well, I'm, I'm, I can't really think of a like smooth transition for him to do it from where it's been left off. Yeah. Unless they like, like <laughs> unless I mean, there could be a self-contained Spider-Man story, but I feel like they can't do it now without referencing something. You know? Yeah, they said they can't. They're not allowed to have any MCU references. So yeah, I mean, it's a good thing that he won't be in Tony Stark's shadow anymore. Yeah, but... this is true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Sony could do a good movie to be honest with Spider-Man because no well not even Venom was very good oh yeah Venom was just horrible oh my god <laughs> but it's, I people saw, loved it I didn't see it in the theaters I saw it bootleg because oh, okay. I just did not want to pay any money for this movie and yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw it in the cinemas and it was bad oh, I went just with a bunch of friends and we just sat there laughing at it the whole time. <laughs> oh my god, it was really bad because they made Eddie Brock into like a freaking dumb brute. Oh, oh yeah. my god. And he was looked like he was on drugs all the time. It was so... And that yeah. voice, I don't know why it's somewhere... Oh. He always picks the worst vo- voice. I mean, like... 
his acting skills always kills me sometimes. It's like the only (laughs) the only movie that I enjoyed him in was Inception. Oh really? And I did enjoy him in Mad Max somewhat. I did enjoy that movie, but yeah, (sighs) it's whatever. It's just that like the voice he did for Bane was just god awful. And then I'll watch him in something else and be yeah, that was a very <laughs> tragic misstep. <laughs> and now he does, he does Eddie Brock and it's just like, ugh, why? <sighs> he just sounded yeah, really it wasn't bad. Right. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. And he was like very, he was a terrible boyfriend to his, to the girl yeah. he had. And it was just like, <sighs> Like he fucking scold her out, <laughs> put her on the spot. And she was working uh, for the scientists and like yeah, looking at her research without even movie. telling her. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I feel like bad. I could have made a better Venom movie. <laughs> yes, it was a really bad movie. It was just horrible. And this is not have Spider Man on there was made it even worse. Yeah, and because it's like I, I feel like the Tom Holland Spider Man just doesn't fit very well with that Venom. I feel it like doesn't. they're not mesh. I don't think they're gonna work out that well. Yeah, if they make such a, completely different things. If they just like, because I know maybe I'm thinking that they're gonna that Spider Man identity is revealed to to the world. He probably goes into hiding and ends up in another yeah. universe with Venom yeah. on there. And it's just, there goes your new Spider-Man movie. He's in another world with Venom. That's probably what's going to be. I don't know. Yeah. I'm That's sure. the only way that I can figure out they will do with the movie. Is so, from- it, when, when Spider-Man goes back to Sony, all the Sony Spider-Man movies are not MCU canon. They're not. I mean, they're not even MCU canon right now. <laughs> it's just... Oh, it's just so dumb. But, like, the MCU Spider-Man movies are Sony canon. Wait. Because yeah. it's continuing Tom Holland. Yeah, because the, 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 the Spider-Man is... Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah, I know the Marvel movies, is the Homecoming Far From Home, are MCU canon. But then, any movies probably after that will only be Sony canon, whatever. Yeah, but so Homecoming and Far From Home would have to be in the Sony canon as well. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna work out. It's just, oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I do hate it so much too. And Sony's acting so cocky is like. Oh, we did so well with Venom and Into the Spider Verse. We could definitely make a good Spider Man movie without without Marvel. Yeah. I don't like bullshit. Made... <laughs> oh, Sony have like seven Spider Man movies, and like two are good. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh my god! And it's just like, oh man, it's just that. Venom, I think the only the reason why it made so much money because they said it was going to be part of the MCU and people fell for that trap. 
Yeah. And it was not in the MCU. It was just a whole separate movie. Because I remember Amy Pascal was saying, oh, it's in the MCU and Cam Rocket get pissed off. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, he was like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and we go see the movie. He's not. It's not. There's no connections to the MCU whatsoever. So it's like, he just tricked everyone to thinking his MCU movie. So you could just get that billion dollars. Oh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just fucking everything over Sony. <laughs> yeah. I just hope that, because I know they're making a Morbius movie and Venom 2. And I just hope that those movies is bomb. Yeah. I'm not seeing those movies. I'm boycotting oh, yeah. Sony already. See, I've always wanted to see Carnage on on in a movie, and now that we're getting it, I kind of want the movie to be good. But I want Spider Man back in Marvel, so I want it to be awful. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like it. <sighs> Tell me about it. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Don't know. <laughs> don't know how this is gonna turn out for us. Oh, and I did like the fighting scene in the where Mysterio was doing the illusions for Peter Park. I mean, Spider Man. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah. was a crazy fighting scene. That was really cool. Yeah, it was nice to see Nick Fury. Samuel Jackson is Nick Fury again. I did enjoy that. Yeah, episode. and then it wasn't Nick Fury. <laughs> I know. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just don't know what people are thinking with their decisions sometimes. Oh. But. Yeah, well. It'll, yeah. It's, it's better than any Sony Spider-Man movie will be. Yeah. <laughs> I did really enjoy Far From Home. and I was thinking it was like one of the best Spider-Man movies, to be honest. Yeah. See, and probably there's not gonna be another great Spider-Man movie like that. Like for like with not, Sony, yeah. now with Sony doing whatever the hell they want to do with these movies. Nah, the the only way I think Sony could make a good Spider-Man movie is if they just reboot their stuff again. Oh god, get, reboot like, it again. <laughs> That's the only way they could do it. But that would just be so dumb. While they do that. <laughs> A fourth oh. reboot will be terrible. Oh, honestly, they should just shut down. Shut yeah. everything down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> so now I'm going to go to the comic books. Okay. I'm going to only talk about the final issues that have been happening for the past few weeks. Yep. Not... So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Because there's a lot of final issues that end up happening when I was reading comics during the hiatus. And the first one we talk about is Adventures of Super Sons, number 12. And in that one, it was about... It left off with Rex Luthor putting... Superboy, Jonathan Kent, 
and Damien, Robin into a like in between pages kind of place. They were like in the white space of the comic books. Right. Yeah, and it was a bit weird. And I remember that. Yeah, they were. They were trying to escape, and they ran into some AI kind of thing that created this universe where yeah he, he had created a universe with with his own world of characters like a whole bunch of yeah, a whole bunch of aliens that he created that made like a world of like Lex Luthor and Joker and like he created all of that right so yeah he created his own universe and he said that Rex Luthor was manipulating him and controlling him. And he want he just he wanted to create a peaceful world, not a bad one. So um yeah. he he was hoping that uh, that Jonathan Ken and Damien will end up putting Rex Luthor in prison in his own world and make recreate the world again from scratch. So yeah. that's what he decided to do. And he decides to recreate the, he was able to recreate the world again on his own image instead of Rex Luthor's image. And that was basically the end of it. And okay. the, Jonathan Kent and Damien they end up going back home and they have to get ready to go to school already so because <laughs> this this story took place in the summer when they have no school right. so the end of the book ends up with them in the first day of school again so yeah okay it's just that it's just I give it a 7.0. I really didn't like how it ended because the story got really weird with this whole AI yeah. thing. Because it's like he was like a he was a he was AI that was created in old civilizations. He said, and he the cube was like throwing through across the universe, so. He got to see different worlds, and he decided to make his own world with based on the worlds that he saw. Yeah, it's like a vision kind of thing. It's just weird because I remember in the in the first issue of the Avengers Super Sons, these characters were like aliens, and they 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 were they looked up to the. The they looked up to the uh the heroes on Earth, I mean, not the heroes, the villains on Earth, and wanted to be like them. So they made themselves look like them, and it just doesn't line up with the story with this AI. It's like the the story changed, and to from the first issue to the last issue, and I didn't like that. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like. It went from them idolizing the villains to some AI creating them to be this way. And it's just, okay, <laughs> how does that make any sense? But, 
okay, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the writer decided to change the story at the end. Like, he didn't like what he started out with and then changed it. You can't do that when it's mm-hmm. already printed. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do that when you write the script, not when it's already there. It yep. <laughs> makes it really cluttered. Oh, it was silly. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a bit silly. It really didn't like it, and it's just like if it, AI has to realize if you're gonna create a world, it's never gonna be a good, peaceful world. There's always gonna be something bad in it. Come on, yeah, it's being ridiculous. <laughs> and the characters are not even correcting him; they're not even telling him that the world you're doomed. Yeah. You create a world, it's always gonna be good and bad. It's not gonna be hundred percent good. Good luck. <laughs> he said he's gonna be he's gonna create a world where there's only good people and I'm like please get yeah. over yourself good luck <laughs> <sighs> and it's like he doesn't even get rid of Rex Luthor he puts him in a prison oh <laughs> it's like whatever right this is like uh, I didn't like it it was okay it was a really bad conclusion. Yeah. So yeah. Disappointing. It is disappointing. So I had to give it like a six point five to seven point no. I don't know. It was okay. Okay. I'm just hoping I could see more of these characters in the future. Cause I did enjoy the characters that were in the book. It's just I didn't like how the ending turned out. Yeah. And they rushed it because you don't see what happens to the other characters. They just were like cameo appearance and it's just like they don't even interact with anything and it's just there. They just there. And they yeah. disappear at the end. It's kind of weird. And the whole mm. I don't know because in the end there's also a the story in the end where like Damien and Jonathan Ken are old and they're telling these their kids this story and it's just very out of place. It's like why? Yeah. This <laughs> is uh I didn't like that either. So yeah, it didn't turn out so great. The next one is Age of X Men Extremist number five. This one I gave a 7.0 as well. It was okay. This one had... It was about... It was like... It was concluding the... The extremist storyline. It had... There was one interesting story I did like. Because... They was having Jubilee. She finds out that she has... She started getting her memories back. That she had a son. And... There was a woman that she was imprisoning because the thing is, a woman had a baby, and okay, she was pregnant, and it they imprisoned her, and they she gets out. The thing is, the girl has a power. I mean, the woman has a power to control rats. Right. <laughs> The rats were breaking the walls and she was escaping and she was threatening Jubilee to let her go and 
Jubilee started getting memories of her son. And it was a pretty interesting thing they did was like the baby starts crying and Jubilee has her mother instincts come out and she starts to take the baby and calm the baby down with like her jacket. So. Okay. Yeah, it was like, because the thing is, she started getting memories of her son, Shogo, and she doesn't know where he is because he's not in this world and she's just getting worried that he, where is he and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she, she she ends up doing a couple of bad things. <laughs> like, Ooh. after she, she calms down the baby and the person that she had in prison was was getting they got along with each other and she ends up going to like she ends up causing like a riot and what's messed up is that she one of the members from the extremists had gotten killed and she just walks by and gets grabs the keys and not give a not have a care in the world that she's dead <laughs> it was really bad. Oh. I didn't like that scene. <laughs> and she just like take yeah. the keys from her pocket and she's just like peace. And Okay. And she ends up robbing she ends up getting money from a candy store. And like okay. and she ends up burning it afterwards. Oh. God. And she also burned the the house that Psylocke and Blob was in because she found yeah. out that they were in love with each other and no one knew about it and they had like a secret relationship and she was pissed off about that and yeah. she ends up burning their house down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they weren't in the house so they were Okay, they were somewhere else, and they saw their house on fire. Yeah, and then apparently at the at the end, you only find out that Jubilee got money from the the that store. It was for the money for the pregnant for the the woman that had a baby, so she can okay. leave and have her own life with money. So she did that for her. So I didn't. I didn't know she did that for her. And I was like, okay, I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, she go met. She met up with the other mutants in the in her team, and they were just fighting. They were making strikes and on. They were like attacking. Making a scene in the yeah <laughs> yeah they was like just like destroying shit in the where in the, <laughs> on the city and causing a riot basically yeah and we also find out that Psylocke was she was the one that was like had everybody's memories she didn't have them wiped apparently she took everybody's memories away. And she kept her in her. Uh, she kept it in her brain. Yeah. Okay. 
she's she said that I didn't have the memories wiped. I just kept them for myself. And she decided to give them back at the end. Right. So, so she gave the memories back and everybody in in the prison had the, got their memories back. And Iceman finds about his memories in there and that was pretty much it there. That was yeah, that was the end of the story. That's why I gave it a oh. 7.0. Okay, it, yeah. Because it was okay. <laughs> it was a bit overwhelming, but the only story that I did like was the Jubilee take, taking care of the baby and Salak releasing her mem- the memories that she holds back from everybody. So yeah, that was the only parts I did like. I just didn't like how Jubilee like threatened those people to get money and it's just she didn't even have a care in the world for that dead body that was there. And it's just like okay, that was just kind of weird. Yeah, it was okay. It was an okay conclusion. Yeah. The next one is Age of X-Men Extremist not Extremist Age of X-Men Prisoner X number 5 which is another final issue. Okay. A lot of things finishing. (laughs) Yeah, it was. A lot of things finishing. And this one was was in the prison and everybody is fighting each other trying to escape the prison. It was fighting the cops and Bishop ends up making a t- having a team of heroes like Moonstar, Gabby, I think yeah, it was it's the the clone of X two three. I totally forgot her her superhero name, but whatever. Beast and, <laughs> and Polaris. Oh, it's Honey Badger. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so yeah. They they end up they end up fighting a whole bunch of armed men that was in the prison and they end up defeating them and then they ran into Legion and he's the one that is this kind of the story doesn't make much sense because he said that he's they said that he was the one that was holding the memories from everybody from the prison. But in the other book, it says Psylocke was the one. So I'm like confused. Who really is the one that was holding the yeah. memories? But it's whatever. Unless they were working together. Because... Okay. The, <laughs> I mean, I noticed in the background, it was like the purple <laughs> dust was on... It was the same with the Psylocke thing. So maybe they were doing it working together. Yeah. So... They end up getting their memories back and they end up defeating Legion. They put the collar on him so he could stop using his powers. And they defeated him and they end up escaping prison and they end up going to fight X-Men at the end. I gave this one a 7.5. It was okay to me. Yeah, It's just mostly action and the art was all over the place. It was like, eh. Like, some yeah. art looked good, and then some of the art looked bad, so. It was okay. And I did like, 
because there was a part where Bishop was interacting with his sister because he was getting memories of his dead sister and that was pretty interesting and you find out Legion was just using that to uh, manipulate Bishop like this is a mess with his memories so, yeah okay yeah it was kind of weird but it was interesting so yeah and that's about it for that one the next one is is Age of Age of X-Fan Apocalypse and the X-Tracks that what? one that one was okay, was okay for me too and gave this one a 7.5 as well you do I mean they in the beginning the the is Shadowcat, Colossus, Dazzler, Unveil, and iBoy. They find out that Apocalypse was working with X-Man. That he was just a villain that they have the X-Man had put into the play and into the world. Cause X-Men thought that in order to have a true utopia, we have to have a villain. And Apocalypse was meant to be the villain there. So he turns like the real apocalypse and they were fighting him there. Yeah. And they end up defeating him there. And apocalypse decides to um he tries to convince them that um that he he needs we need to um to we need to team up and go take down X-Men to be back in the regular world cuz he didn't like X-Men had I mean he didn't like the Genesis that gotten killed when he was fighting he was fighting Mega Red. Yeah. So he was getting emotional about that, and he wanted the world. He wanted to be back in his own world again. So he ended up teaming up with the with the team and to fight X Men at the end. So that was it for that one. I did enjoy that one. It was okay. I mean, it was interesting to see them fight Apocalypse, and the art was really good for that one. It was much better than Prisoner X. And Akshima's had the worst art for out of all of them. It's just yeah. really bad art. But the other one sort of were I mean the, the Apocalypse and the X Track had a good, really good one. It was pretty de- well detailed and the action looked pretty good. And okay. the la- the last I mean the Last of the Age of X Men is Age of X Men Omega Number One, which is the entire conclusion of this of the storyline. And yeah, I I gave this one an 8.0. I really did enjoy this one because they did show all the characters. It completed it really well. It's just because the thing is. All the characters end up fighting. They end up meeting up with X Men, and they all started fighting him. And X Men, they end up making peace with him because uh, he said all he really wanted was a world where they weren't hated and feared. And they yeah. understood that, and they stopped him from. He stopped fighting, and. He said that he'll put them back in their the world that they wanted to be in. What's also interesting is that uh, he also he f- noticed that Moonstar, she finds out that she was not the real Moonstar. She was just in a, 
a memory of his because the thing is in one of the comic books in the old new mutants books um she they had fought she had fallen in love with x-man but this is a different this is a clone of x-man so he still has the same memories of x-man and i guess his the memory of his of his love interests came into this world and had her own identity so she makes she convinces him to bring back the to put the muse in the actual um world that they belong in and then at the end uh, x-men decides to make a deal with uh, magneto that he keeps the world and recreate it and like he decides to um make an all of uh, alternate universe of mutants. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he said to make a world of mutants where they accept it. That's what Magneto made a deal. The thing is, he decided not to tell anybody because X Men decided to tell everybody so to get rid of this world. But then, like behind closed door, Magneto ends up telling him that he should make a new world. Which is pretty interesting. I did like how it turned out. So I'll I would like to see how that world what it becomes in the future. I'm not sure they're gonna ever reveal it, but Yeah. I did like how they concluded this and they didn't make it all cluttered. They was able to have all the characters from every from all the tie ins meet up and fight X Men, so it was pretty interesting. That's cool. Yes, I liked how this one ended. So the next one is Female Furies number six. Okay. Yeah, and in that one, it was okay. I give it like a 6.5 to 7.0. I don't know. Because... We do see the female furies. They end up returning to Darkseid's world, and they end up fighting Darkseid and female furies. They end up fighting Granny Goodness. Yeah, they decided. Yeah, Big Bart and the female furies. They decided to team up and like take away the world from from Darkseid. And it's just that the thing they end up yeah, they end up taking the world and they said that uh, I just hated that this became a whole woman's pride kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, we gonna have this world full with women and it's just we're free from men and it's just like I oh, just stop it. <laughs> Cause it just doesn't make any sense because they said and this is a book that takes place before, like when, before, uh, it's like when, this is like before Big Barter and Mr. Miracle, well, you do see it happening in the fifth issue that they end up going to Earth. And they end up falling in love with each other but she ends up going back to Darkseid's world to to free everyone there 
It's just, I don't think that's how it exactly ended in the original comic books. And it's just like, yeah. this is like a new continuity for me. And it just seems very awkward. I don't like, don't know why they ended it this way. And it's just, the whole woman pride thing kind of killed it for me. Yeah, if it's a bit over the top and yeah, it's like doesn't make sense. It can, <laughs> it can yeah. have a bad impact. I hate when they do that sometimes, and it's just it's just uh, kind of weird for me. I just didn't didn't like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I decided to give it that score. And it's just weird that Granny Goodness is fighting them, and then all of a sudden she. Ends up teaming up with the girl that she was beating the hell out of and taking the baby. All of a sudden, they just double team each other. They double team to fight Darkseid and kick him out. And it's just made no sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just very freaking weird. Yeah. I just, uh, whatever. It was okay. The next one I'm going to be talking about is Giant Size X Static number one. And and this one, this one was, was I really did like. It was, I gave it an 8.0. Yep. Because, yeah, Giant Size X Static number one. And it was telling a story of, oh, the You Go Girl. She was... There's a new, um, the thing is, you go girl, as though it was a team of ecstatic and the original ecstatic books, and she ends up dying, so. Okay. <clears throat> the thing is, she ends up getting a daughter, and her daughter decides to take the mantle. She decides to become the new one, new, new go girl. And in those, in the story, she, she finds out that. Cause she didn't, she didn't know that that she was her. Uh, that was her, um, her mother. The thing is, she thought it was her sister, and then she finds out that that was her mother. Yeah, it's kind of freaking weird, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her yeah. sister end up turns out being her mother. She just lied That's, to her. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> The funny thing is that my friend said he has a he was he grew up like that, that his his grandmother lied to him when growing up. That you find out his sister was actually his mom. Yes, what kind of a, a similar story? <laughs> what because his mom had um dem- dementia, so she wouldn't remember that that's her child. So oh. yeah, he had a so they end up doing. And his grandmother ended up raising him that way. It was kind of weird. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a similar story to that. Because the thing is, in this story, in the ecstatic book, her 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 mother was... The, the ecstatic team were celebrities. They were like in a... It was like an X-Men team in a reality show. And there was like too much popularity. And she wanted to find a way to keep her away from that so she just pretended that she was just a sister okay 
Yeah, and she had live let her live with a different family. And then um that girl like tells her it's like one of the members of Ecstatic saying that she needs to be back she needs to be taking her mom's mantle and be part of a team. Make an ecstatic team arrive again. And they were like telling the stories of where the characters have been up to since then. So it was pretty interesting to see the characters back. And it was a really good story. They did fight a villain at the end, which was, um, oh, Zagaitis, I think. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting book. I really did enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to the, the next chapter in the book coming. Yeah. And the thing is, get to find out, because there's like, there's a gay couple that was in Ecstatic, and the thing is, I didn't know much about Ecstatic. I never read the the original series, but I heard a lot about it, so I know some things about it. And there was a gay c- character named River Sector, and he got he fell in love with another character named Fat, another gay character. There was two gay characters, and they ended up falling in love with each other. And apparently, one of the characters he ended up making a baby with his own powers. I know that was kind of uh, weird. Okay. <laughs> so he ended up having a daughter, and now she's gonna be part of the team as well. So, yeah, his daughter is going to be part of the team. So, it's like a gay couple who has a daughter. Yeah, okay. So, I think that's pretty interesting. And there's another character that his son also is going to be in the... So, yeah, is also going to be in the book. And he has the same powers as his father. So is it be like the kids end up being the new the new version of Ecstatic and and I'm looking forward to it. Um can't wait for it to actually come out. It's gonna be called Excel um Excellence, I think. Yeah. That's what it says on the at the end of the issue, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, it's called Excellent number one. I don't know when is it coming out, but Said next year, yeah. Oh, I think this is the last book I'm gonna do because I'm getting worn out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a big week. <laughs> yeah, so I'll leave the other books for next podcast. Fair enough. The next one, the last one, is be Mr. and Mrs. X, number 12. Okay, it's another final issue and. This one deals with Gambit and Rogue. They fighting. The thing is, Rogue is in prison with this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she's in prison with some villain. I forgot her name already. Jesus Christ! So yeah, the villain, the villain traps Rogue, and Gambit has to save her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the characters' names. Um, it's yeah. Kandra. That's her, the villain's name. Oh, uh, okay. Kandra, and she ends up trapping Rogue and betraying the the thieves that were... The thing is, they wanted... 
the thieves wanted Rogue and Gambit to be separated. They hated that they got married. Yeah. Like his family, like Gambit's family, they didn't want them to be married. So they're trying to find a way to, like, maybe kill, um, <clears throat> kill Rogue. And okay. Gambit and Rogue were, 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 they were both were chained up. And, yeah. and he was trying, she was trying to find a way to, like, convince Gambit to kill Rogue, but he ends up not. So he ends up using his. It's just weird. He ends up like having like he ends up turning like a something in his mouth, like a like he charged up something that was in his mouth, and then the shooting it towards Sandra, Sandra, whatever her name is, (laughs) (laughs) and he ends up charging the. The, the the chains in his hands and and makes an explosion and ends up getting rogue out and they end up fighting the the the, the villain and the thieves and Belladonna ends up joining them yeah because she was also she got she didn't she didn't think that Conjo was gonna betray the thieves and kill rogue for herself yeah so, so they end up they end up taking kandra and putting her in prison so the thieves end up joining gambi and rogue fight her off and they put her in prison and then that was pretty much the end of the book and rogue and gambi say they're gonna stay married they're gonna be together and they just kind of worry what's happening with the X-Men because they heard that this is, takes place before Age of X-Men so they thought that because they heard, they heard news that they got killed off supposedly but they just got transported to another world so the, the end of the book was them finding out what actually happened and that was the end of it so I get us one of Eight point zero. It was it was pretty good. I did enjoy it. It was pretty interesting to see Rogue and Gambit have control of their powers, and I mean Rogue, she has control of her new powers because now she doesn't have to touch somebody to get powers, and okay, she was able to finally control that in here. And Gambit, it seems like he got his powers that now he can charge up without his hands. He could do it with his mind again. So I guess yeah. that was interesting. And I just wish they explained it because I remember reading that, that that those powers were taken away from him because it was in the like uh, apocalypse. When he was a he was a horseman of the apocalypse kind of thing, and they got rid of those powers. So it's kind of weird that yeah. he just has them back again. Yeah. So, because not before, just he, <laughs> before he couldn't con- control charging with his mind. It was just his hands, and now he controls right. his mind again. So it's just kind of yeah, weird. Okay. It's like plot convenience happened, and I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs>
So, it was a pretty good story. I didn't want the series to get canceled because I did enjoy it. It was really yeah. fun. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll talk about the other books next podcast. Fair enough. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think I'll save everything. I'll talk about for next week, I think. Okay. Or just whenever we get time, because I imagine it's getting pretty late over there. Yeah, it is. It's already 1 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we'll wrap this one up then. All right. So, I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and look forward to the next episode. And Yeah. It's going to take me a while to catch up to everything, but I'll get there eventually. So, (laughs) (laughs) hope everyone could bear with me with that. So, So, uh, we'll do it. We'll get there. We'll hopefully be more consistent from now, too. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. So, too good. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Hell yeah.